welcome. My name is Nick, and right on that side is Emery. And together we are just two camera guys. Um, on the show today, we're going to be going into the mailbag, going over some questions, um, hitting up the lens market, new and used, seeing the. Emery actually has firsthand knowledge of this, don't you? Find some used lenses lately. Yeah, I've done a little bit of this recently. Um, we're going to talk about the touch-up law that's just passed in Norway recently. And we're going to kind of discuss the future of Instagram that has Emery a little worried, but uh, no need to be worried. So yeah, so our question that just came in, it's, a, it's actually just a text that I got, but I think it works a good question. Works as a good question here. Mailbag, a text, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it says, hey, do you only use Canon lenses? I'm thinking of a 24 to 72.8 L for my trip at the end of the year, but the Sigma version is of course half the price. Just wondering if you've ever used third-party lenses. That's a literal text that I just got before the show. So. Wow. I, I, what, what is the answer for you, Nick? Um, I, in my camera bag are only Canon lenses all of them um, with the red stripe, but I don't know, maybe that's just me being a snob. Um, no, like, so from that perspective too, like, so for the last year, I've said this over and over, I've been using one lens. One lens is a 24 millimeter Rokinon uh, F 1.4, I think. I can't remember, it might be 1.2. Um, it's yeah. actually the lens that is on the camera right now. That's what I'm shooting on. And with the crop, it kind of looks more like a 50 millimeter. Um, yeah, I got the Canon 16 to 35 version two. I think they've got the version three out now, which is a little better, but, yeah. but I mean, like, am I, am I sharp? Does it look yeah, okay? It looks good. Yeah. I got some bokeh because the F stop and stuff like it's, it's a good lens, um, especially for the cost and especially for my use. Um, the other thing about that lens is it's fully manual. Like if yeah. I'm like, there's no autofocus option. There's no anything. It's manual. So I, I'm setting it. I'm doing it, which works great for my photography stuff, right? So a little bit of that question, I think, goes into like what they're going to actually use it for. Yeah. So my kind of theory that I've held for the last 10, 15 years, I would say, is I always buy used, well, not always, but buy used lenses buy good lenses and i'm pretty sure that today because i bought any of the lenses that i bought used i could sell for the exact same price that i bought them for um uh, but that might be changing i don't know like yeah i think that might be a little bit um and it's do you know what it's not i think right now we're in a weird time with it uh so for another example i i recently just bought two lenses. So one of the lenses was a 100 millimeter uh, F 2.8 macro. So like, you know, the macro lens you see everywhere. Um, another one was the actually 20, 28 to 70, 70 sorry, 70 to 200 <laughs> F 2.8. Okay. Yeah. 70 to 200 um, ones. Yeah. But the RF version <laughs> of it. Now, I think I got a pretty good deal on both of them. I bought the, the macro, I think for $900 used. And yeah. I bought the RF for, I think it was 3,100 used, um, which, but it's not an old lens or anything. It's new. Um, I'm going to start with the macro. 
ever since I bought mine, I have seen a bunch of macros come up on use the same lens mm-hmm. for $1,200, $1,300. They are not selling. So I think, I think they, they will eventually sell for people. Someone will eventually pay that money because, mm-hmm. you no, know, I would rather pay that than $1,800. Is that 1800? Oh, you're talking about the RF version or the regular, the EF? Both of them. The EF version went up in cost. Really? Yeah. Cause I, 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 I'm, I'm with you. I think that EF one, like back in the day, was like $1,300. It was like, I honestly think it was 999. I thought Uh, I paid 999 for mine because that was one of my few new lenses that I bought. Yeah. It used to be like a super cheap lens and it was the deal of the year that lens yeah and i'm not exactly sure what happened to it i'm actually i'm going on don's photo right now to actually look it up um but yeah so with the used market my concern is is that these ef lenses that i've been saying will stay steady value for years and years and years um won't stay at a steady value that they're going to start going down in value over time. I, I, I believe that in like solely, I've told you that before too, is like, yeah. I, that's half the reason I sold my stuff too. It was like, get, get it while the value is good. Um, so I, I also sold a uh, 17 to 40 F4, uh, a 70 to 200 yeah. F4 that I had 17. as well to, to make my switch over to the RF versions. Um, but 17 I, to 40 F4 also known as the garbage lens. I, that thing was a workhorse. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what you say. That thing made me money, man. Um, uh, yeah, it's not as nice as a 2.8, but that's okay. Um, it was cheaper. It was less weight. Those sort of things actually, they, they make a difference. And when you're running gun and you, know, you don't have to be perfect all the time, it's okay. Um, mm-hmm. Going back to the macro real quickly. So it's $16.99 on The EF. That's the EF. The RF is $18.49. Um, although, you know what I'm not taking into account, um, inflation, the fact that the dollars that I used to spend on my lens 10 years ago, it would, it would be more. So it just, cause I, if I bought it for 500 bucks and I sold, sell it for $500, I'm not breaking even. Yeah. But I think, I think like $900 for that lens is probably a more reasonable number, like what I paid for it, which is going to be more what the lens is actually worth. And I think eventually it's, it's actually, I say eventually, I think like in the next couple of years, it's, that's going to be like its mainstay price, right? Yeah. Um, just because that's roughly half the amount of the RF ver- version. Uh, the other thing too, I will say, um, using the EF um, adapters and the RF lenses, RF lenses work a lot nicer on the RF cameras. Like the, everything about them is just quicker. Mm-hmm. They feel a little bit nicer in the hand. Uh, most of them for the most part, again, I'll use that 70 to 200 as, as an example, that it's like a pound lighter than the uh, yeah. version. So if I was going back to that question and answering it, I would suggest to that person to probably stick with their is it the 24 to 70? Yeah, the 24 to 70, 28, but buy a used version of it. See if you can find that. If you can find a good deal on a used version of that, after your trip, worst case scenario, you'll be able to sell it for a very similar price. Yeah, you know, even if you take like a $200 hit on it, that's not bad. Yeah, 
and it's such a nice lens that you'll probably just keep it. Yeah. It's, it's only downside again, to uh, looking at the RF stuff is for travel. Like the, the, uh, that RF 70 to 200 is also the size of your 16 to 35. Yeah. Um, so when you pack that in your bag, that just makes it easier. And it's so sharp, but so this is the thing about those crazy sharp lenses and RF is we haven't, I have trouble seeing the, the sharpness on the internet. Right. Yeah, you know, even he, the original question talking about Sigma, Sigma is a great brand. 90% of the world is not going to notice the difference. And the only time you do is when you're blowing up something like really large or, you know, it'll be like the one instance. Um, so this 24, again, this Rokinon has some, some coma issues on it. Uh, which mm -hmm. you'll see in, in some of the, like the nighttime photography stuff. And, but I mean, it's very, most of the time it's when I screw it up, honestly, but um, most of the time it's <laughs> tolerable, right? And people don't notice it. Thumb in front of the lens again. If you're like just a little bit out of focus on the stars, it'll, it'll, it just sort mm. of exaggerates that coma. So I wonder um i don't think that they were talking about the sigma art series because that's a i'm gonna embarrass myself here but that's manual focus lens isn't it the art series or is that no i think there are autofocus the, the okay. art series is like sigma's top because wow. yeah those i've used those before uh on a shoot and they were great like unbelievable lenses actually but I remember the price being very similar to the Canon stuff. So I, to me, it didn't seem like, well, what are you really getting here? Yeah. Um, the other thing too, that I will say just in regards to people not noticing Garth Brooks had his concert here, what, two years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. They, the video crew for it was dialed in for Garth Brooks. So basically all their cameras and everything were set for Garth Brooks show. And I think my camera might die here, but that's okay. Um, which meant the band that opened before them, which also used the video crew, mm -hmm. the cameras weren't set for that. So they were set for like a tungsten light when they're shooting in daylight. So everything was like as blue as your shirt. But did people care? I'm, I'm sitting with people like, is this not bothering you? No one cared. So they, hold on. So they, was this a crew that traveled with Garth Brooks or did they use like a local kind of thing? No, like the crew that travels with them. And that's what I mean. Like they have everything dialed in. It's all the same settings. They just roll with it. But it was So they didn't roll their auto, their white balance. Nope. For didn't, the pre-band. Didn't even fix their white balance. And like I said, not a person cared. I was the only one complaining about it. Like what, what is going on? Wow. But I mean, Garth Brooks stuff looked great. When, once Garth walked. <laughs> but that, so, yeah, I don't know. that. There's a certain something that does make sense to that. Mm -hmm. you, it's like when you hear the warm-up comedian come on for a comedian. Have you ever heard the warm-up comedian for the comedian? Yeah. Where they're like fun, but not funny. And then <laughs> the other guy sounds really funny when they get on. Yeah. I, I like to think of that as our show, Nick. <laughs> fun but not funny yeah um yeah you know here's the other uh paradox for me um moving forward what kind of lenses are I'm, am i gonna buy they're gonna mm -hmm. be canon lenses 
Uh, and again, it just the the RF system right now, how everything's working, it just everything about it is better. The lenses are better. Like the RF version lenses of the same equal EF version are just yeah. better lenses. But then what would you say? Because I get this a lot and I never really know what to say other than I don't know. I do it. Um, well, I hate buying a used lens. I, I don't know where it's been. I think those people are silly. I, it's it's easy to go figure that part out. So when I bought my 70 to 200, I showed up at the guy's place. I hooked it on to my camera. Mm -hmm. I adjusted things, made sure everything, all the sort of functions that should function worked. It's not yeah. very hard. There's basically like three of them. <laughs> yeah. And if and if they work, you take a photo, it's sharp and the autofocus is switching good when you're going here. What, what are you concerned about? Yeah. Yeah, I guess the local sale might be the way to go because I bought stuff off eBay and it's always worked out really well. Yeah, but yeah, the like, local used lens might be the best. I, I would go. I would trust something like KEH as well. Um, I've actually talked to those guys about some stuff because uh, dealing with some film camera stuff, and uh, yeah, like basically their worst options are still probably pretty good options. Yeah. So like yeah, buy a used lens. It doesn't have to be the Canon if you're going with the 24 to 70, but if it's used, why not? Yeah, uh, really look at your budget. It's what you can afford. Um, the differences are so minor. No one is going to care but you. Uh, so go with what makes you happy as long as you can afford it. Yeah, but although oddly enough, so the Canon one, the weather seal you're a little more safe to take it out in different inclement weather. Although at the same time, because you paid more money for it, you might be more hesitant to do that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, the Rokinon has, has no weather seal on it. Right. So I got to kind of watch that when I'm out. That's why I've got a rain cover. Oh, you got a rain cover. Yep. Nice. 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 So well, I think that answered the question. Good enough. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. It's always confusing and people don't know what to do. And I think they're, more or less looking for like validation of what they want to do. And you know what? There is no real wrong answer. Like, yeah, if you want to go Sigma, that's fine. And it just depends how deep into it. Cause so I know a guy that when he was, so he's like an amateur photographer. And when he got into um, photography and we were going out on some shoots together and stuff, um, he had a bunch of Sigma gear. And, he, and so when he would, was buying all his gear. It was Sigma gear. But then as he would throw on my lenses and that fraction of a difference when he got back to the computer of seeing the different pictures and the way the video turned out, um, he sold off all that stuff and went all canon with it. But yeah. that, I don't think that means you have to. It's just there is a little difference when you're paying attention to it. And, and when you get into it, you start to enjoy that stuff, right? Like I, I've talked to you about buying the Fujifilm GFX 100S and, you know, I get excited about the megapixels jumping from, I think it was 21 on my uh, 5D to the USR with 32. It was like, it was magical. Like I couldn't believe yeah. how much more I could see. Right. And to go to say hundred megapixels, like I, it boggles my mind. Like it, <laughs> it excites me, but do I need to go to that? No, the answer is no. Yeah, no, you don't. Um, do I but... want to though? The answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to sell all my lenses anytime soon though. I'm not going to switch to RF just yet. 
I'm gonna stick with it and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Again, the budget thing comes into issue, and that's where you really need to pay attention to that. Because yeah, it would cost me. So when I, so it costs you. I'm gonna say roughly what fifteen hundred bucks a lens to upgrade. Yeah. Thousand bucks. Right. And my my other thing too is my other lenses were f fours, right? So they're cheaper lenses. So I'm I'm even upgrading to to like the better lenses or faster lenses. Um, yeah as well so like my cost was going to be there regardless because yeah it would probably cost me a thousand to fifteen hundred a lens so if it cost me fifteen hundred a lens um times that by five so then you're looking at seventy five hundred dollars hold on did i do that math right um i didn't go to math school (laughs) three six yeah seventy five hundred dollars to upgrade five lenses I don't know. Yeah. Might might even be more, right? Like I, I feel like ten grand is probably a better estimate just with how things yeah. are going. And that's not even taking the camera into consideration. That's just the lenses. Yeah. So then I'd have to think, well, I'd probably maybe go down to two lenses, which would be fine, but I yeah, it's a tricky one. It is. Uh but again, though, it's it's one of those things just you know, work on that budget, work on what you want and, and slowly get there, I think is sort of the best approach. And then go yeah. from there, there's no right or wrong answer. Yeah. So yeah, this guy bought the original, the guy that asked the question, um, the original 5D Mark one, the kind that didn't do video. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's what he's still using or not. I'd be interested. I should ask him. Yeah. You know, to throw another wrench into the pile, but if he is considering going to the RF stuff eventually, maybe that's something to consider as well, right? Yeah. Um, but again, he shouldn't be afraid of used. Really, what it should be is like, what can he do with his budget? Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to keep it forever, then it's a different question. Yeah. Too. Um, so, what's happening in Norway? Norway is interesting, Nick. We've kind of touched on this before. We had a talk about the ethics of photography. And uh, I've probably changed my mind. It'll contradict myself, but that's all right. No, no, no. This actually matches (laughs) what you said and less of what I said. But what Norway's done is they've changed their laws around um, influencers. So if an influencer is posting a paid advertisement and they Mm -hmm. uh, essentially edit or transform their face or body, they yeah. need to indicate that that's been done in the advertisement. So it's part of the, the body positive um, movement. You were pushing hard for this and I was pushing hard for freedom of editing. I actually like this. It's kind of in the middle of what we were discussing. Okay, so do, do you know any of the background details on the why? Did, was there any indication to um, discussing the why in the article or was it just what happened? Uh, again, it, it really goes back to, to people being body positive. Um, so, uh, you know, if I post a picture of my face, all photoshopped essentially to make me look, you know, better than what mm-hmm. it looks now, because it needs a lot of work. Um, <laughs> yeah, I can't take that and say like, oh, this makeup cream did this for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
And that's, what, then, that's kind of what they're trying to stop. So that then people buy that cream expecting yeah. these like magical results and it's just not going to happen. Or I think like weight loss might be another area where this is, is really like affected. And, and, mm-hmm. and again, like I said, I, I actually, I agree with this. Like I, I kind of like how they handled it in a way, like just, just make sure it's explicitly, like, I think you almost have to have it written on the image itself. Like this image has been altered. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's interesting. I like it. Yeah. It's a, so there's a couple different things that I can think of off the top of my head on in play there, but I, I do agree. I like it. I like the fact that you have to be upfront about what's happening. And I don't like how you have to kind of look at a photo now and go, is that Photoshopped or not? Well, you assume it's Photoshopped basically. That, that um, would be my approach. I would just assume it's Photoshop. But I don't think everybody thinks like that. So I think that the general right. population would think, wow, that's how you look. That's how you're supposed to look. That's um, not necessarily explicitly, but over time and just seeing enough images. But if you see enough images and say, this has been Photoshopped, this image has been altered. I kind of like that. It's getting tougher and tougher, though, to say what's altered. Um, Actually, for an example, another good popular culture thing that's getting some heat right now for being altered. uh, There's an Anthony Bourdain documentary coming out. Mm-hmm. And they use uh, computer and AI to have him speak some okay. emails and notes he wrote just before he'd passed away. And, you know, that's one of those things people kind of know that this is happening, but at the same time, it's sort of, it's like, where does, where do we actually lie on that ethical boundary? Yeah. Okay. So can we, can we table that? I want to go back to that in a sec. I just want to stick with the, for sure. With the editing your image for a second. So I noticed this on Zoom the other day. You can click a thing that changes your facial features. Have you seen that? Yep. Or it just softens your appearance. I believe there is some talk to there. Um, if it will, I don't think they're sure yet if it covers like filters that uh, people use on Instagram or Snapchat. How could it not? I, I think it would as well, but I there's I think they're still trying to work it out. The other thing too, Nick, and I might be wrong on this, but I believe I'm trying to find it here and I'm just not having luck, but I believe there was actually like some pretty severe penalties if you did not do it like jail time and fines. Oh, really? Yep. Because yeah, so now both of us are, we only we're fathers of daughters so we both have a daughter and like no boys or anything so our perspective is maybe slightly slanted towards the more towards the female perspective on this but i can see how this could be a very positive step in in the direction of just bringing attention and realizing that these images aren't real yeah, absolutely. Um, again, I'm going to go back to what I said as well. When we originally have the talk, I am all for freedom of, of your craft and what you're doing. So if you want to edit yourself and do things like that, I think that's fine. Yeah. And- but, but I do think like making that clear distinction to others, especially if you're selling a product, 
like that's where that moral line needs to be in place and that's what norway did yeah because yeah there's a nobody likes the man telling you what to do but here yeah i can easily see it as the other side where suddenly it's the man trying to trick you Emery's gonna edit this out actually probably won't edit this out i should be carrying the show right now oh well he'll edit it out i did not carry the show while you were gone sorry um <laughs> just sort of continuing where i left off there i, I think the other thing too of, of note is all the articles i've seen um where they're talking to the uh, norwegian influencers as well uh it's all it's actually it seems like it's had a pretty positive response as well which is good to see oh that's good um so that documentary the response was was it mixed or were they taking some serious heat it is i'm gonna say mixed for the time being um i like if technically they're his words like he wrote them down or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, it sounds like there's maybe like some issue where uh, his wife didn't quite approve them to do it, but they thought they did have approval to do it. And, and I don't know, man. And without seeing it too, it's like really tough to say. I think it's probably going to be like a very, a very well mixed thing. It'll probably be very yeah. well done. Um, but yeah, I and just don't just think people know how to deal with it right now. That's so touchy too, because um she could have even just changed her mind yeah. which is fair yeah like you know that's a hard one to do it's a hard one to see on screen at the yeah. top or like just the the idea of representing someone after they pass away is is what i struggle with personally like i this sounds kind of flaky, but if I if I'd passed away and say the show continues on and you just had an AI robot of me voicing things and yeah. doing things in my voice, like I don't, I don't know how I'd feel about that if I was I, I really it doesn't matter, but I, I don't know if that's right, right? Yeah. Um because them using his exact words is fair but that's still tricky because would you have said it that way probably not yeah and i really do think it's a matter you got to see the documentary first before you sort of cast that judgment at all and and even then i i think casting judgment is not maybe in this case not up to me mm -hmm. like i i shouldn't be judging on the fact that they use ai i don't know it just it's yeah such i'm a, not gonna such be... a moral conflict right yeah, I'm not going to be outraged unless, well, I'm not going to be outraged either way, but unless his wife or kids or family are upset. If his wife and kids and family are happy about it, great. Yeah. That would be fine. But yeah, if they're upset about it, then. And it's not just a thing to sell the documentary, which it could be. Um... And are, and yeah, are we... no, that's the problem. Here's the other thing too, is I think like in the future, we're going to see more and more stuff like this. And actually like, uh, I have a hard time criticizing something like that when there is so much CGI done in Hollywood movies today. So it's really not those actors anyways, it's computer generations of them. They just, they're alive instead of passed on. 
So I don't know where that line sits. Yeah, that is. Hmm. Yeah, because they could technically make a movie with Brad Pitt. They've got enough footage of him without him actually being in the movie. Uh, actually, point in case, a movie I love, The Crow, Brandon Lee. They finished part of that movie off and, uh, you know, CGI'd his face onto another actor and stuff like that. Um, that was 30 years ago. Yeah, like they did it the hard way. They probably rotoscoped that on and like it was again like i love the movie i would never judge it but it's that's probably not up to me and i'm i as a fan i'm thankful they actually finished it yeah i remember at the time being like wow they finished this movie that's great but i wasn't thinking about the person or the family i was just thinking about the movie then yeah do you want to hear the crazier thing about that one of my favorite shots of the entire movie is cgi'd with his face um, I don't know if you remember it, but they go up the side of the building and it's storming out. So it's lightning and he's standing in that round window and the crow flies out past his shoulder and it zooms in to, onto his face. All computer. Really? Yeah. Well, his, all, all, his all his face was computer. <laughs> it's just a, they zoomed right in on a computer. Yeah, they, <laughs> they did it well. And yeah it's it's literally one of my favorite shots of the movie and when i found out that they did it that way i was just like whoa because yeah that i wish i would have looked up when that movie well i didn't know we were going to talk about it but yeah i think it was um, 1991 91 yeah that's crazy i said it's one of my favorite movies i know a lot about it <laughs> um nick we've got 10 minutes left i think we okay. got one last thing we wanted to go through Is yeah that correct yeah let's um so i you'll might remember who i think it was a youtube video about this basically going over how making an argument that instagram's no longer for photographers it's I, for video yeah yeah it was the actual like one of the guys that runs instagram i believe i i can't remember what oh, his was actual it? role was yeah he came out basically saying we are now instagram's now a video platform um, I watched another uh, video and I wish I could remember the guy's name. I think it was maybe like John Keeley or something like that. Cause um, it was somebody saying, yeah, they're basically saying I'm not doing Instagram anymore and they're moving to a, not a different photo platform, but I think more to YouTube or something like that. Yeah. Was their there's, argument. There's been a lot of that. Uh, like I said, I, I can't remember his name. I want to say it's, it's John Keeley or it's something Keeley. Uh, he did a really good breakdown on it and basically talking about how he thinks Instagram's going to be more like TikTok now and deliver more like TikTok now. And the, the main difference he was sort of saying is like hashtags are going to be uh, sort of irrelevant and they're going to deliver based off preference and using their algorithms to sort of figure out what they should deliver to who. Um, mm -hmm. he, it, it was interesting. But it depends. There's still, so uh, what's your preference when you would go to Instagram or Facebook? Like what, what was your preference to look at? Uh, like, which one would I rather use? Yeah. So now we're both old enough to remember. I actually enjoyed Facebook 
at a certain time when people would post what they had for supper, stuff their cats were up to when it wasn't news articles. I actually enjoyed Facebook at that time. Yeah. Um, and there was a time when I did get some enjoyment out of Instagram, just looking through different photos and stuff like that too. I'm laughing because like, I've like manufactured my Facebook to stay in that time, Nick. Oh, have you? Yeah. Like I don't, I don't have very many like Facebook friends stuff, but like a lot of family, uh, friends, like if I won't talk to you in, you know, the grocery store, I'm not, why would I have you as a Facebook friends? Um, to so, share chasing yesterday's posts eh, maybe <laughs> uh yeah t- just taking the wrong networking approach entirely but um i do i do stick like with the family stuff right so when my cousin posts their kids playing hockey instant like right um yeah. and stuff like that and i ignore 99 percent of the news stuff with it instagram i generally loathe in general so it's <laughs> Yeah. I don't like using it. I don't like how it operates. I don't like how like mindless it is. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't like the functionality of it and how it's so picky about everything you send to it. Like I can't just Facebook. I can give it anything. Twitter doesn't matter what my media is, what its size is, just throw it on there. It'll, it'll do it. It's got it. Instagram's like, no, you have to conform to our ways. And I'm, I don't have time for that. Instagram bugs me. Um, there's, there's a setting that you, it's literally Instagram export for Instagram. Click. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have time for it. It's not, this, it's not the same size as my sensor size. Whenever I do like, yeah, it just bugs me. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. Keely kind of looked at this stuff and said it would be like a good thing. Uh, mm-hmm. to operate in this way he kind of convinced me i'm kind of leaning on that side and, and not relying so much on hashtags and and uh oh i see what you're saying here yeah, yeah so i'm not too sure uh what i think about that or how i feel about that i kind of i'm honestly i probably just wait to see how it plays out um so they're saying that it's gonna focus a little bit less on your who you're following and more on what they think you should be following. Is that kind of the way it's going then? Uh, Yeah. Again, like focusing on that, that uh, algorithm specifically and, and how it works and how it delivers. So in other words, uh, you know how you kind of talked about like Leroy and Leroy, how they'll like try it out on people. And if it gets Mm -hmm. popular, then it'll really take off. Yeah. Like, I think that's how he imagines this, changing and i i kind of think he's right yeah um so this is they're starting to remember was it us was talking about the idea of the infinite video and not sure where it starts or where it ends kind of thing so it'll keep looping and looping and looping yeah um i read an article that they're basically trying to crack down on that they're trying to weed out those looping videos that are kind of hacking the system like they're not really content that people would watch yeah they're absolute it's trash like a they're trick. the trash of the internet <laughs> yeah so apparently they're trying to fix that so our idea is out the window <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the other thing too just with this if if instagram is now a video platform um 
what is now the photographer's platform? Um, 500 PX. <laughs> is that, is that even still going? <laughs> I don't think it is. So what's the, what was the photographer site where you'd go on and it would upgrade your rank over time? Was, what was that one called? Your rank. Yeah, so you'd get a ranking, and then as you'd enter competitions, so you'd submit your photo to these competitions, and then if you'd won a competition, it would increase your rank, and you'd get rankings. It was really cool, but apparently they've abandoned that site. I wish it would make more sense if I could remember the name of it. Yeah, I'm not. I feel like that's before my time, Nick. Well, yeah, it probably would have been no, not too long ago, five or six years ago. It was kind of popular, um, but it was really cool. It was a fun photographer site but then it kind of got ruined because instead of people people started hacking the system right so instead of submit your photos it became they'd be spamming it with eight billion photos or else they would be kind of bot voting their photo to get to the top and it, it kind of lost its purpose of it hmm. it was basically like the hot or not of photos that's kind of interesting, but yeah, it does. It does feel like photographers need like uh, their own platform now. You know what would be great to bring back? We need to write this down. Um, it's the modern hot or not or Tinder photos where you go on and you just swipe, swipe whichever photos. way, swiping your photos. But it's like legit art photos, you know, yeah. or photographers. Um, that would be really cool, actually. I'm sure it exists, but here's here's another question that I I don't know the answer to. I actually don't expect you to know the answer to, Nick. But if if we don't get a new platform, then what's the option? Is it just photographers have to become video people now? Oh, so I know you said I don't need to know the answer, but I feel like I know half of the answer to this. <laughs> So I'm going to, the start is I'm going to pretend that there's no new platform, which it's not true. There's going to become a new platform for, for, for photographers, but the photographers that are making it or really rising to the top of the Instagram algorithm are shooting videos about taking their photo. Now, I feel like half of them, the photos kind of suck at the end. Like they're showing this elaborate setup. And then they show the picture at the end and it's like, hmm. Yeah, the video's more than... I could... I f feel bad that I gave my time and attention to that video, which will do pretty good in the algorithm when the end product sucked. Yeah. So I, I don't know how to get around that. But there's other ones where the street photographers, where they'll go in and they'll show them introducing themselves to the stranger setting the stranger out, posing them. And they get a really nice photo. I like those ones. I think those are great. But then then that means like someone else is shooting it for them. So then you have to be like a big yes. business. You, <laughs> you can't do it on your own, right? Like, you, I don't know. It just, it kind of sucks. The uh, I follow a guy on YouTube, Thomas Heaton. And he, he does these, they're landscape photography things, but he goes out and he tells his little story. And frankly, like 90% of what he says kind of bores me, but I kind of really like his photography. So I stick along and, and watch. And, mm -hmm. and generally he does have some like good advice in almost every single episode. Uh, but 
yeah, it's like, I feel like he puts more effort and time into his video than he does his actual photos. So like, he'll do a 20 minute long video, he'll show three photos in it. And it's like, I'm trying to gauge in my head, like where he's put his time and effort. And is he a photographer or is he a videographer? Yeah. Do you remember, do you remember the time when there was a difference? Yeah. <laughs> there really was like it well you couldn't do the same things and... um there was a time when you would need the video person to shoot the video and the photographer to shoot the photo i feel like most people can do both now yeah but actually maybe, maybe for another day i have another rant about that about uh, why you shouldn't or why you should uh it just about you know the idea of most people can do both now i'm i'm not convinced of that well there's different degrees um and from my own side i would if there was a legit photographer um i wouldn't be able to come up with photos on the same level as them but yeah. at the same time i'd feel fairly confident that I'd be able to produce a better yeah. video than they could. It comes with some ease, right? Especially if you're doing both tasks at the same time. Um, your uh, advertisements for the Leroy and Leroy shoot shirts. Sorry. Who shot that? The, Oh, that was me. Yeah. So you're doing the videos, you're doing the yeah. photos, but for half the of them, half of them are uh, the other guy just takes them on his iPhone half of the photos are iPhone taken. Half of them are taken on. <laughs> Which is a live. whole other conversation next, next week. Yeah. folks. How we, we don't even need photographers or videographers anymore. We don't need cameras. We just need iPhone. <laughs> Although there's a certain amount of realism to it. That yeah. looks a little bit more real and yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i'll save it for handle, next week they handle certain situations better i'll say that yeah um i've got a prime i'll save it for next week it's a good it's a good story uh speaking of which too i want to give you guys kudos for just using you know actually the the people in your daily lives for your t-shirt ads and stuff like that uh the photos come off as real they come off as genuine we started off talking about being body positive um and i just really liked like that was those shirts and the people in them and the backgrounds it was just saskatchewan and i know it was probably super easy for you to do it looked like it was done in your backyard <laughs> yeah it was still like one of those things like like good for them not trying to get things out of hand it's because that's not what matters it's the shirt that matters Thanks. Um, one other thing i want to bring up before we leave uh, Johnny Keeley was the name of the guy. I was trying to look him up on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, if you want to follow him, his photography stuff's great. His uh, YouTube videos he does too. He's uh, he just he's a very calm. He's not very entertaining. He's very calm, delivered very well. <laughs> poor but, poor guys. What do you know? Just... What the dude is spot on. Um, backhanded I, compliments yeah I, I would watch him any day. I I love what he does. I respect what he does a lot. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, just don't expect Peter McKinnon. That's all I'm saying. There's not many. And the guys that try to be him 
unless that's their personality, it just never works. Correct. Not everybody can just go, what's up? <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> and we should cut that part out. Um, oh, yeah. Anyways, Nick. Pro- uh, probably have to pay a royalty. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to beep it out anyways, right? Just edit that part out because Peter McKinnon Get owns flagged. it. Uh, <laughs> can you say that uh, that's his other thing fly to flag i don't think you can say flag nick um cool uh i think that's good enough for this episode right actually i think this was not a bad little mini episode with us nick no it was good it was you know what helps the run sheet the run sheet helped T- taking notes kids we wrote stuff down <laughs> it worked like a charm it was amazing <laughs> yeah we had our points and stuck to them kind of yeah kind of loosely very loosely we did we went off we derailed a few times awesome we'll, we'll let the fine folks guess where we actually derailed <laughs> yeah oh good talking with you Emery. yes you too nick um i guess we can just leave her at that yeah cool well have a good one we'll see you later Ready? <laughs> it's just. <Yep. laughs> I love how you use an actual hockey water bottle. Welcome to Just Two Camera Guys. <laughs> Why do I start with the intro? <laughs> you love it. I my hand didn't actually hit the frame. <laughs> put it up. <laughs> I need to put it way back up here. <laughs> I don't know. I hope this guy sees this talk about the lens. I wonder if it'll help him. I think so. Like yeah, really, I don't really... answer the question for three weeks, and I just send him a link to the video, and it comes out. <laughs> I even did once. Uh, I got a buddy in Edmonton to pick up this 16-35. to Yeah. Because it was for sale in Edmonton. He went to the guy's house for me, threw it on his camera. It worked great. Yeah. Shipped it to me. Like I gave it like the look and then like a day later, the look and then like a day later, <laughs> but I didn't actually pull the trigger and yeah, um, I don't think you can buy any lenses anymore. You got to save every penny for your daughter's education. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right about the mills. Cause I remember being paranoid when I went from full frame to super 35. Of like, oh, I won't be able to get this wide. I'll miss this wide. I'll miss... I've never once missed the wide. It's fine. Yeah, or you just move, right? Although I would say yeah. you probably need a good telephoto before you do that score. The other lens I, I really want to get is a tilt shift. Uh, it's like, so... yeah, it would be. It's like bubble gum's fun to chew every once in a while, but like. Your, uh, which camera are you on? Uh, do you know what? I don't even know yet. I keep assuming I'm on the end zone camera. The guy just texted me back saying, actually, Tamaron's getting better reviews. Really cheap-ass people buy cheap-ass gear and they get it and they're like, oh, this works and give it a five-star review. <laughs> yeah. And they don't, they don't compare it. They don't know anything else that's out there. Yeah, I think I might try to get this out before Adrian's second one. 
Yeah, that would actually be a good buffer, I think, between the two. 